Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dilmore. Last week, we did our Jesus Take the Wheel show, where numbers of amazing calls, we we had all kinds of folks calling on when Jesus took the wheel in their life. So before I get to today's show, which today's show's topic is beyond repair, when is a car too far gone, I do want to share an email that I actually received at 7 o'clock this morning from a listener out there, and here's what she wrote. She said, this past Christmas Eve, I was driving home in Albuquerque on I-40 when my tire blew. I was in the second left lane, and no one slowed down. By grace, and only by grace, I made it through the speeding semis to park on the shoulder. And while I was in park, I was shaken up because I'd never had an accident before. All I kept saying to myself was, Lord, let me get home and see my kids. I'd forgotten there was a spare in the trunk. Otherwise, I would have tried to put it on. While I was in park waiting for help, I was rear-ended by a lady that couldn't speak English. She stopped in my bumper. Had I been changing that tire, had I remembered, I would not have been home to see my babies. The Lord kept me here a little bit longer that day. Me and my kids love him so much, and we've learned not to take things for granted. And you know, Bob, when you get an email like that at seven o'clock in the morning from somebody that sees what God has done, it's just wonderful, wonderful that they recognize how Jesus took the wheel in their life. And it's even more wonderful that to me that I got, got to hear about it this morning. Pretty amazing stuff. First thing in the morning, brother. <laughs> so you may not have had a chance to share your Jesus take the wheel story last week. And you've been thinking all week, I should have called in. We are going to give you another chance because we never want to miss out on a testimony here on a Christian Car Guy show. So if you've got something, believe me, we still want to hear it. 866-348-7884. 866-348-7884 is a number to call in. Of course, we have just as exciting a topic today, really, Bob. I, I am really excited about this on all sorts of levels because today's topic is beyond repair. What does that look like? What does it look like when a car is so far gone that there's no way you could ever fix it? That's a question, isn't it? And interestingly, Bob, God often teaches me about principles like this through my own trials and my own wounds. And this may seem way off topic, but believe me, it will come back to cars. Well, one morning this week, I was actually feeling pretty distant from God. And, you know, I got up to do my quiet time and I, I, so used to that time being so precious, I felt distant. And I, so I, I turned to a book that I do when I feel at times like that called Walking with God by John Eldridge. And in that, he talked about a similar time where he was feeling distant from God. And he quoted Romans 6.11. And, and the reason he did, which Romans 6.11 says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. The reason he said that was that so often the presenting sin or the thing that we think is keeping us between 
God and us is not the real issue. The issue is Satan's trying to make you believe you're not qualified to be close to God. You don't have, you know, the sin-free life and all those kind of things. So by quoting Romans 6.11, he was pointing out that we are perfect to be as close to God as possible. And so up a little bit further, because I, I went to that passage in the Bible when I read that, and I wanted to sink, let it sink in a little deeper. And in Romans 6.4, it actually says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that Christ would be raised from the dead through the glory of the Father. And I started thinking about buried in the likeness of his death, raised to walk. And I thought, wow, my sin was buried in baptism. It went in the tomb, and it's not coming out. And as I was saying that, I was reaching up my right arm, and all of a sudden I felt this scar that I have on my right side. It's actually where they put a chest tube in when I fell out of a tree years ago. And with that scar, I can take my finger, I can reach in and actually touch my lung. But all of a sudden I realized me and Jesus have the same scar. (laughs) You know, he had this scar that when they wanted to see if he was actually dead, they took the spear and they put it in his side there so that the water and the blood flew. And when that flew out, when that came out, they then verified that he was dead so they didn't have to break his legs when he was on the cross. And so when I stuck my finger in that scar, I was realizing as dead as Jesus was, that's where my sin is, and I got a scar right here to prove it. Now, with that being said, I'll bet you got a scar. I bet there's something with you that would seem like maybe it was beyond repair. And I would love to hear that story this morning. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. When did you get a scar like that that reminded you perhaps of some spiritual truth like that? And we would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. And Bob, you're looking like you got something. I feel like the scar master, brother. I have my physical <laughs> scars where I've had a few surgeries removing things from my skin, and then I have my my other scars uh, that I carry with me every day. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's just we have the scars, we have the things that it shows. You know, we know the things that have happened to us. We have the little reminders, you know, of our physical, and we have the reminders of our our emotional, emotional. scars we have. And it's just, but sometimes those scars creep up and ooze out, and and we find ourselves reacting towards others in a way that we really don't think we should be reacting to them in that way. And then when we think about it, it's not something they did necessarily. It's just something that's still inside those wounds. They're still, they're they're still, still there's still so many things that and I if carry. You might be listening and thinking, who is that? Well, this is, it's our Christian junkyard guy, Bob from one nine. You pull it. I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian car guy. And if you just tuned in, yes, we do want to talk about cars and, This is a very fascinating principle I think is taught so well with the image that we just used. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com right now, you'll see a picture of all sorts of cars that would look like they're way beyond repair. They're in a junkyard. They have been neglected for years and years and years and years. And here's the thing. 
here's what I wrote above these cars as I showed them in restoration. Never be ashamed of a scar. It simply means that the love of the restorer was greater than the forces trying to destroy you. And the same is true for a car. That no matter how bad the car may be, the frame may be rusted through, there may be the engine's fixed to go. If the person that loves that car dearly enough, that car can be restored. And quite often, financially, you're better off to do that. And, and of course, I've got living proof out here. Old Red's got 373,000 miles. And because I love that car, I continue to restore it. And whatever car you're driving, if you love that car, right, Bob? Oh, yes, you can do it. You can continue to make repairs. You can continue to do things. And there's the principle. But as I was thinking about it, and I can see, and Bob, if you're walking out across your yard and you see all these cars, there, there's one after the other after the other. Every once in a while, somebody will come along and they'll say, that I've been looking for one of those. It's happened time and time again. And uh, so many people just, uh, you know, get love to just come and walk through the yard and, and just go down there and say, wow, I remember. And wow, I remember. And we have an antique section that uh, many folks really love to go and look at. And uh, just, you know, and some people do, you know, have bought cars out of that section and, uh, and taking them home. And uh, I'm always waiting for the one that comes and gets one and brings it back and, and shows it off and everything you know we've had some reappear uh for a viewing but uh it was it's just amazing how far gone something can be and be restored yeah like ezekiel's dry bones right i mean there they are which by the way i i really had fun doing this picture and it's at christiancarguy.com it's at our facebook page it's on twitter i took all these different cars and i will challenge you to when you look at the first picture to see if you can name these cars, what are what is this car in its, you know, condition of actually they seem to be melting down into the ground sometimes, Bob, you know, that the tires go flat and then they break off, you know, and over a period of time, the more ground builds up around them and they seem to be actually melting into the ground. <laughs> but we would love to hear your rest restoration story, be it car or be it yourself or be it your Jesus Take the Love We'll take the story, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So much more Christian Car Guy show coming at you. We need your call, 866-348-7884. Yes, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is a picture of what we're talking about today. When is a car beyond repair? And what does that look like? I'd say Chitty Chitty Bang Bang would be your ultimate restoration project. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Dick Van Dyke and those children, they love that car. And because of that, it was one of those that was melting down into the ground. And because of the love that they had for the car, it didn't sound exactly like every other car. Obviously, it made that sound. But they restored it. And uh, the point is, 
and I don't think I can actually make it strong enough, that God so loved us that he is willing to do whatever it takes to take us, even though we're melted down into the ground. But also, if we truly love our cars and we'll do what they need to have done to keep them in repair, they will last as long as you want that car to last. The more love you have for a car, and they, you, you see these tractors out in the elements and all these different things, these people that truly love these cars, and again, there's plenty of pictures there at christiancarguy.com, that they do, in fact, last forever. Now, I should mention at the bottom of the hour, we have a gentleman on from Ford, one of their engineers that, you know, they've resurrected the, the uh, Shelby Mustang, and they have some really cool stuff to talk about that, and we're going to pick them up at the bottom of the hour, but... We are talking about our physical restoration, and it's a good thing to talk about at the beginning of the year, and we would love to hear about your scar, by the way. We would love to hear how God has been teaching you. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. We would love to hear your story. 866-348-7884. But, Bob, you know, sometimes these scars have yet to get all the necessary healing, right? When you started, excuse me, when you started talking about restoration this morning, it just made me realize that, you know, I, just like a car, there's an outward restoration. You can make it look good, but that inside, you know, the internals and, and the interior and all that is a necessary part too. And it's kind of like me. I've on the exterior, I've, I've become I've got to the point where I can walk, walk a decent walk, and uh, and I, I'm pleased. I was talking to my wife the other night. I said, I hope God will keep doing the things for me that he's done to where I can keep functioning and keep, you know, doing my work and keep people employed and, and, and go and do the things I like to do and the things I need to do. But I realize that there's so much more on the inside that still needs some restoration and it's and not complete. Got, when you said that, something came to me this, this year. I, well, actually I, I keep asking Jesus, what is it about me that like you, that I've got, that's obviously something you would like us to work on together. Where's my Isaiah six? What, what chains do you want to break? How do you want to set me free? And those kind of things. And this year is, as I was going through my re- resolution, Jesus told me pride. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what exactly? So just this very week, Bob, you know, I get in my quiet time. I start saying, okay, Jesus, this pride thing. Let's talk about pride. What part of that is, is it that is that we need to work on? How'd that go? Well, as I, I kept praying, thinking, what is it we need to work on? What is it we need to work on? And all of a sudden I heard Robbie, you don't always have to have the answer. Now, if you're the Christian car guy, you get calls all the time about people with cars. You see the, the you see the attack of the enemy, Robbie. You don't always have to have the answer. And I felt so busted, like, oh Jesus, that's exactly right. I don't always have to have the answer. How does that play out? What is what is it that you want to share with me there? And I started to think back to why is it that I think I always have to have the answer. And I went right back to when I headed off to sixth grade, which, by the way, I failed sixth grade the first time I did it. And when I was heading off to sixth grade, my father clearly said to me, Robbie, bees are better. Bees are better. You can hear the father saying something like that. And I said to him, 
in the same sense of humor I have to this day. Well, Dad, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> but I can remember going out the door thinking, in order for my father to really love me, in order for me to get that grace from him, that feeling like I am his favorite, I got to have the answer. And I'll have the answer. And I got to get the answer. And I don't know how to get the answer. And I, I actually, Jesus and I, we spent a little time in tears as I realized that there's no way, uh, my name used to be Bruce in those days, there's no way little Bruce understood that his father really did, wasn't going to only love him if he got Beezer better. But little Bruce didn't process that. Little Bruce thought he had to have the answer. And so now Jesus got me in there as we could pray through restoring that to where we are today, realizing that I had this scar from sixth grade, which I know I failed, that was still there, that I had to have the answer because, you know, if I kept failing, my father wasn't going to love me. And, and, and there was some restoration that took place. And so if you call in today, I may not have the answer, <laughs> which, by the way, would be nice if you did. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Bob, it's, it's fun to go on those kind of uh, um, healing missions with Jesus. I'll tell you, if anybody had told me I'd be able to function and be able to do like I've done since Rob left us uh, last Friday, not yesterday, but the week before, uh, was the one-year anniversary of his death. And uh, I was just really prepared to have a terrible, rotten, you know, really bad day. And, and there was just, it just didn't it didn't work out like that. I, it was a good day. It was, um, everything went pretty good, you know. And uh, we lowered our flag to half-mast, and uh, like we did last year when he died, and... Uh, when we were walking back across the parking lot after we'd prayed for a little bit, um, we saw one plane up there in the sky and uh, the sun reflecting off of it and it's shining down upon us. And, you know, for me, that was part of my healing, part of my restoration. And uh, this little things like that happened that just kind of let me know that he's still around, he's still with me, and his memory's still with us. And uh, we still have Rob in our hearts. And, uh, all right, well, we're going to be talking more about when's a car beyond the point of no return. And what is it that you could use? Please call us, 866-348-7884. We're going to hear some more about the Mustang. we got Tracy in Asheville. we got a whole lot for you. So stay tuned, 866-34-TRUTH. <laughs> How far the east is from the west Cause I can't bear to see the man I've been Rising up in me again In the arms of your mercy I find rest Cause you know just how far the east is from the west From one scarred hand to the other 
Lincoln Restoration today on the Christian Car Guy Show. How far gone is too far gone? <laughs> and you might think the Shelby Mustang's gone, but it surely isn't. We've got Gary Belildori here with the Ford, and he's going to tell us, wow, you guys have resurrected quite a car. Good morning. Yes, we have. And from what I understand in the news reports that came out this week, uh, Carrie, this is the most track-ready uh, performance production car that's ever been manufactured by Ford. That is right. We've taken the Mustang uh, to a complete new level, especially you know as we announced the original GT350 in November. And then in the Detroit Auto Show uh, this week or this past week, we then took it and introduced the GT350R, which then is very, very specific to to track racing and includes all kinds of very interesting and innovative um, content, which really makes the car absolutely outstanding. Yeah, and as I was looking through that, you know, being that some stuff just jumped out at me, Kerry, one of the things was this new flat plane crankshaft what in the world is a flat plane <laughs> crankshaft well flat plane crankshaft is uh, just basic, a, a description of if you look down the length of the crankshaft itself um, a normal v8 that we do in like the the normal five liter is called a cross plane crankshaft and you'll see that all the journals when you look down the the center line axis of the crankshaft they're on 90 degrees apart right uh with a flat plane crank they're 180 degrees apart so it's literally a plane you know, as you look down, but the significance of that is just uh, the ability of the firing order and how it then helps scavenge and, and uh, increase performance, especially at the higher RPM. Well, let me try uh, to it, slow that down for people that may not be all that familiar with the crankshaft. And we got a lot of listeners out there that may not be that what the crankshaft does actually is connected to the pistons. And as you may know, as those pistons fire, that's where you get the power that spins the crankshaft which is how you get the power out of a car well those pistons are in a v8 configuration meaning that you got eight different pistons and so what he's describing which is unique right bob you're you're looking at yeah. me like oh, this. That <laughs> very unique the way that those oppose normally you know one's pushing up and the other one's pushing down in order to get the crankshaft to spin but you're talking about something i've never heard before that now that when you put those at a different angle, then you change the way those fire. And so when one's pushing, it's not pulling the way that it, it had in a normally configured engine. And, and can you slow that down for our listeners a little bit and tell us how that improves performance? Yeah, the, uh, as the, a normal cross plane has a specific firing order as all the, the cylinders and pistons go up and down, they fire. But with and based on that, it's a very complex um, operation of how the fuel comes in and the air comes in. But with the flat plane crankshaft, I'll try to make it as simple as possible. It enables the firing of uh, opposing banks at the right time so that if you look at the overall power stroke as the piston goes down and then comes up and air fuel comes in, it allows for the, the highest concentration of air fuel mixture into the cylinders that gives you essentially more efficiency and more power. And it is Versus, the most powerfully nationally, uh, naturally aspirated engine ever, right, that you guys have produced for production? That, that's right. And so it's got <laughs> how many horsepower? 
it's going to, we're not announcing any official numbers. Oh, okay. are, <laughs> what we're tell saying us, is tell us. <laughs> more than, more than 500 horsepower and more than 400 foot pounds of torque. Wow. 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 And then it's got some other really cool, cool innovations. Um, carbon fiber wheels. Can you imagine that, Bob? An unsprung weight, if you're into racing, is a huge, gigantic, tremendously big deal. But can you imagine a production car with carbon fiber wheels? 19-inch ones, I understand. That's right. Each of the carbon fiber wheels is about a 12-and-a-half to 13-pound weight save over the the normal aluminum alloy wheel that we have on the, the normal GT350. So they are a huge... Um, improvement, not only from an unsprung mass perspective, but also from a rotating, we call it inertia, but just how much um, weight has to spin around the axis of the wheel, and it, it, it's very significant. That's incredible. I mean, we had people at the racetrack that used to use the uh, aluminum brake drums on the rear, you know, just to get a little advantage. And so, sure. yeah, you can imagine. So, Kerry, you being the technical guy that we can tell way over our heads. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's no, we're glad. We're so glad that Ford's got better ideas and you guys are doing stuff. Like what has you the most excited about this car? Just its capability. I mean, the car, even though it's as, as extreme as it is, the capability of the car from a performance perspective is bar none of anything that we've really done before. But the, the, the nice thing about it is when you drive it, it's not this extreme car that will beat you up on the road or, you know, that you don't feel comfortable driving every day. I mean, because of the Magnaride dampers and the tuning that we did to the chassis itself with the help of the uh, lightweight carbon fiber wheels and the lower uh, unsprung mass, when you're in normal mode, this car is actually very, very comfortable to drive. It's very easy to drive and it will enable you to, be comfortable going from, you know, your house to the gro- or grocery store, or if you're doing laps at your local racetrack or at Laguna Seca or wherever you go, this car is, will make you feel like a professional race car driver uh, when you're on the track. And it's very, very easy to drive and very friendly. Well, that is so awesome, Kerry. God bless you. We appreciate you joining us today. And you can find out more about this at ChristianCarGuy.com. You can look at that GT350 Shelby Mustang and just click on that and find out all about it. God bless you, brother. Appreciate you calling in today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it was fun. All right. Well, you can tell they did some serious restoration there, Bob. Serious. Serious restoration. <laughs> we would love to hear your restoration or about your scars. We have Tracy is in Asheville, North Carolina. Tracy, you're on a Christian Car Guy show. Oh, we lost Tracy. And he might be calling in. 866-348-7884-866-348. 866-348-7884. Truth, we would love to hear, you know, what has God done in the restoration of you? Or maybe you have a car restoration. You thought, there's no way in the world that this car could ever come back. But you were a witness to that very thing. And we're not saying that it's always financially the right or smart thing to do. But there is. You're exactly right, brother. There is no car beyond repair. 866-348-7884. Eight eight four is the number to call in eight six six three four truth. We got Tim is in Durham. Tim, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Down so I can actually hear you. Pardon me. May I turn my radio down? Oh, so okay. All right. Well, it's good to hear you, Tim. What? What's hold going on, on for a minute, please? Oh, he's going to t- turn down his radio. 
and we appreciate him listening out there in Durham, North Carolina. Yeah, are you back with us, Tim? Well, he's hey, gone. I'm back. All right, Hello. Tim, tell us. Can you your, hear me now? Yeah, 82 miles okay, to RX-7. What you got? First thing I want to tell you is I'm excited to talk to somebody this morning on your show. Oh, I listen you. to it 24-7, okay? Uh, oh, good, All night good. Long. The Christian Network has really got my my attention, the Truth Network. Yeah, that's but wonderful. But you all have really got something going here that I want to see if I can get some help from you right now while okay. I got the opportunity. I would love to. This car, is, I'm the second owner of it, right? Mm-hmm. But I let it sit for a while and found out some things. I went to try to crank it, and um, it wouldn't crank, right? Um, I bought a new fuel pump to put it on because I thought I needed one, and that was good. And then I finally got it cranked when I put gas in the carburetor, and it would just stay cranked as long as I had my foot on the accelerator, right? And I found that to be super. I said, well, I'm going to take it on to the shop since I'm not really a mechanic, and I can get it running. I know if I take it to the shop, they can make it work, and I can drive this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I took it to the shop, but he told me this, that my problem is not my carburetor or anything like that. It's in the motor. He said what has happened is the plastic inside of the motor has gotten old, and it's not allowing it to breathe like it should when it uh, rotates, right? Mm-hmm. And he told me he needed to go in the motor to fix this. I said, okay, give me a price. He gave me a price. I started thinking, I said, because I really don't want to get rid of the car. It's sentimental to me. But I'm willing to try to get some information to find out which way to go with it. Because I prefer to sell it and let well, somebody really Tim, restore I, it. I hate to interrupt you because we got to go to a break, but I do want to help you with that as best I we really can. Wait. Yeah, just hang I on. Wait. Just put it on hold for a minute. And when we come back, we're going to help Tim. we got Rick. And my mom's got a scar story. So, wow, you we got so much coming at you. So stay tuned. And we need to hear yours. 866-348-7884. restoration project that's what we're talking about today on the christian car guy show what does going too far mean when it comes to restoration of a car or a person for that matter and we've been talking about that we've got tim is in durham he's restoring an 82 mazda rx7 and tim i assume from what you're saying it's a rotary engine it is a rotary engine yes sir and similar to the ford car they were just describing there's technology in there that's not that common and so the biggest question is the man that you've got that's working on your car does he have a lot of experience with rotary engines that's my position he's he can fix it he's a he's got a repair shop that can make race cars okay right but the point was it, it, it was a little expensive for me okay i didn't think i wanted to go that far because he wanted like three thousand dollars to redo the engine right. although it would work he said it's not the problem with the carburetor because we thought just rebuilding the carburetor would fix it okay right he said he checked it, and he noticed that it's a. He told me that it's a uh, uh, on the tip of the rotary, if you want to call it that. I may be wrong. It has uh, plastic, okay. And he says the plastic has gotten brittle on the inside of the engine. Right. And he said those uh, areas that carry in, <laughs> sir. Yeah, it just doesn't create enough vacuum to pull the fuel exactly. down in. 
And so, exactly. and so he is right. And there's that old thing. If you can fix it right and that, and because if you're going to keep the car for 20 years, that $3,000, when you divide it over that 20 years, is going to be well worth it. In other words, I, I put that kind of money into Old Red, I guess almost seven years ago when I put a new engine. I put a bunch of money in it. But mm-hmm. that car has served me, and it, when you compare to going out and buying a brand new you know, Dodge Dakota for thirty grand, that three grand did not sound too bad. And, I, and I'm still driving Old Red, and I love the car. And mm-hmm. so if it's affordable, which is a huge part of the equation, Tim, yes. That's right. Yes, if it's affordable, it's not a bad investment. If you get to drive the car another twenty years, three thousand dollars is one hundred and fifty dollars a year. You know, it's it's <laughs> you know, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. Yeah, there you but, go. But this is the position but, I was taking on it, and I didn't remember your name. What is your name? It's Robbie Dillmore. Mister Dillmore, listen, I called because I thought three things. I said I got three options here. I can let Mister Dillmore them aware that I might sell this car as preferred because I want to see it restored, okay? Right. The lady that gave it to me was almost 100 years old. Can you believe it? She was yeah. driving a Porsche first, and then she had bought this car, and she got like 95, and she said, here, here the keys and the, and the title and everything. Okay, because I worked for her. I had done a lot of things for her. She was sweet to me. So what I'm saying now, and I just let it park. It's, I parked it in my backyard for so long, right? Then I had... um. Well, Tim, intuition. I wanted to drive it, so I, I wanted to I get it to, working. I hate to interrupt you, but I, I think that the solution may well be that if you go to, do you have internet access? I don't have access to internet, but I have friends. That's how I got through to you today. Ah, so if you ah. give me some information, it might help me. Yeah, if you go to christiancarguy.com, it has my email address. Dot com. Let me see. Is that the G-U-Y at the end of that Christian yeah, Car christiancarguy.com. Yeah, christiancarguy.com. And uh, email yeah. me your situation, and I okay. will try to try to see what I can do to use my resources to help you. Cause I can see you've got a project there and God bless I want to do it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but I, what I want to do, I'll be honest with you now. Right. Mr. Billmore. I'll sell the car for $5,000 period. No questions asked. And I'll crank it up for you. If you really want to see it crank, all I want back is my battery. All right. I, I have a 1964 Chevrolet pickup truck too. Well, I'm working we'll on. see what we can do. God bless you, brother. I appreciate it very I'm, much. And, and look, just do the Christian car guy thing and email that. Yeah. Email it to me and I will get to work on it for you. Okay, as soon as possible, I'll do it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Email.com. ChristianCarGuy.com, yeah. God bless. All right, we've got Rick is in Greensboro. He's got a 1960 Imperial. Rick, you're on a Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Rick, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you great. Okay, uh, this is actually an unfolding story, but I knew you would love it, and I knew Bob would as well. This happened with a friend of mine this fall, a beautifully restored 1960 Imperial. Not mine, but we had had one in our family. She described seeing this happen at a car show, small one in Greensboro, that happens once a month until the winter. And beautiful car sitting there, and the man that owned it standing there showing off his car. And this woman comes up with a, another woman by the hand. The woman that she was leading had gloves on. She was completely blind, but nobody knew that at first. And she began to put her hands on the car with her gloves on, of course, and began to describe in the most joyous way, what a beautiful car. And she felt the bumper and the quad headlights and the grill and the the eyebrows over the quad headlights and and describing it. And the man that owned the car began to just, his eyes welled up with tears as this woman, not seeing the car, said, this is the most beautiful car I've ever seen. And she began to run her hands down to the back, to the big fins on the back and the bombsite taillights. 
we had the exact same car. So as my friend was telling me, that's like, oh my gosh, I know this car. And then she described it. Um, I knew, I know this man. I met him on a sales call. So I'm going to follow up. But here's what happened. He opened the door and let this blind woman get in the car because of the special moment. She began to describe the push-button transmission and the big oval steering wheel and all that. She was just raving about it, and he was just weeping at that point, as was my friend and others watching this unfold. So my hope and prayer is that as I follow up, this man that owns the car, I know him. And I'm going to visit him, and I'm going to remind him of that story and hopefully use it as a transition to talk about God. And uh, my hope is to be able to maybe next year to have a, a little article I can send to you called What the Blind Woman Saw, and maybe the Lord will even help me to track her down and find out where she is. So I just wow. wanted you to know. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, wow. You are so right, Rick. That is a huge blessing. And what it is, there, there's so much in that story that we, we could probably do a whole show on it. So. You by all means, you you send that to me. God bless you, brother. I appreciate you so much on that. That's huge. I'm, I'm praying for you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, and y'all pray for me. I'm trying to remove an oxygen sensor from my four band. <laughs> <laughs> We're guard gonna do that the, right guard, now. Guard yeah. the knuckles. Guard <laughs> the knuckles, brother. <laughs> Thank you. God Thank bless you. you. See ya. Well, mom. I, you know, we we. I hope you've been holding on. You've got a scar story for us. We don't have a lot of time, but can you share it? I'll try to make it quick. You may have to finish it. My voice wants to give out. Back in 1968, I made a very serious attempt at suicide because of a hormonal imbalance in my system. And uh, after I got all the medicine and everything and I got the feeling better, I began to study the Bible as this very wonderful minister told me to do. He said, I want you to go back and really study your Bible. So one morning, I was studying my Bible, and this is the uh, verse that uh, transformed me, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law. And he said to him, you shall love the God, Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. And this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like to it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And God gave me this inspiration. I don't love myself, and it has taken me a lot of time to learn how to love myself, not to put myself first, but I can't really love others until I love myself, and that's my story. The Bible has answers for everything. I love you. Bye. I love you, Mom. And That's pretty amazing how we have to restore ourselves before we can really, you know, love others and and we can be going along just fine and everything looking really good and then something super tragically happens and and then we're in need of so much work. It's like an awesome car that's smashed into a bridge and there's just a lot of repairs and there's a lot of restoration needs to be done. And, you know, some of us outside invisible and, and then some of us on the inside and, you know, you got to restore it all. Yes. You know, this week, think about this. Never be ashamed of a scar. It simply means that the love of the restorer was greater than the forces trying to restore you, just like my mom's story. The love of God poured that in to restore her soul, and it's there for us. But we just got to ask. We got to spend time with him this week. Thank you for listening to The Christian Car Guy Show.